Safety first. Safety first here at Lawyer Talk, off the record, on the air. This is another Wednesday edition. Turns out it's going to be a tradition, probably. Doing the free legal advice at the Blitz. Hanging out at the Lawyer Talk table here at 511 Studio C. Lots of good stuff coming. I've got a couple rants that you're going to hear about later. Um, we are going to uh, hopefully be able to pipe into the Blitz with uh, Loper and Randy and uh, provide some free legal advice all at six feet distance here at the round table. It turns out it's just big enough that we can stay six feet apart, uh, at least mostly. Now, any of you suckas get up and go to the bathroom, you stay six feet away. Walk six feet around you. You give me a wide berth. What do you think, Jeff? You ready for some call-ins Wednesday? The Blitz? I'm ready, man. I'm ready. I hope they call them with masks on, though. I'm serious about the masks. I wonder I if... I need the mask. Do you need a mask if you're talking on the phone to somebody on the other line? I do Zoom calls with masks on. Do you? Just for safety's sake, dude. Well, that's interesting. It does look good, though, when you're wearing a mask doing a Zoom dude, I got call. A, I got a stylish mask on. Does it sound like I have a mask on? What? Yeah, it does. What is the H? Uh, homage. I bought it from Homage. You know, the company that makes... It was the same company. We had a client that had a similar company with all the Ohio stuff on. I got to tell you, man, it looks like underoos. It does. Looks like looks like you're wearing child's underoos on your face. Yeah. Superhero underoos. Do you remember underoos? You're looking at us like you have no idea what we're talking about. I don't remember underoos. Underoos. I remember dunkaroos. What's what's dunkaroos? I don't know. I've never heard of dunkaroos. Dunkaroos had the little kangaroo on it, and it was the little uh, cookies, and you dunked it in the icing. Dunkaroos, dude. Yeah. I think they came back out with dunkaroos, actually. So they weren't underwear at all? They weren't underwear at all, no. Well, yeah, we're talking about underoos, a kid's underwear. Underoos are fun to wear. Underwear is underoos that's fun to wear, something so like that. So they're, they're blue and they had colors and stuff? It looked a lot like tidy whities I mean, they had like things on them, like Super Friends. Did or they have the Super Cool The Hulk and stuff have, like that, yeah. yeah. Did it have the Super Cool H on it? I no, it didn't. It I mean, there's probably lots and lots of kids in my generation got potty trained because of underoos. Actually, it's probably a little behind me because I do remember the commercials. So, um, I pulled up in a parking lot. Actually, out front of my store yesterday, I was dropping some things off, and I seen this kid sitting in his truck, and he had like this camouflage mask, right? That he was kind of had down on his chin, and he was kind of like talking. He was like chewing on the mask. He was like chewing on it, right? And then he put it on and walked into the store, and I and I don't, I'm not going to go up to him and be like, just so you know, but I was just thinking, kind of like, just so you know, right. chewing on the masks. Do you chew on yours? No. Okay, that's good. I was just yeah. checking. <laughs> I wash it at night. Yeah? Yeah. Safety first, dude. Safety's my middle name. Safety's your middle name? Well, I, I, I don't know. let's talk about the lawsuit. Did you see the lawsuit? The gym folks are... Um, oh, I see. yeah, you, sent, you posted that. I, I did. I yeah. very rarely post anything like that on Facebook, but I found it interesting because, uh, you know, the gyms aren't open yet, and they're like, wait a minute, what about me? Everybody else gets to open. It's not fair that I don't get to open. And I'm not saying that because I think their argument's childish. I'm saying that because it does expose the discretion that is being employed in deciding who gets to open, who doesn't get to open. And it is not lost on me, although it seems like it's lost on lots of folks, that it is a government actor that is uh, waving that wand and saying, all right, you get to open, but you do not. Maybe you next week. We'll see how well you do. There's going to be a lot of lawsuits, isn't there? I, I think so. And, and none of them are going to go anywhere, I don't think. 
although there will be some constitutional law made as a result of these lawsuits, and it scares me that it will go the other direction. It'll go the wrong direction because... All right, here we go. This is the Blitz. Hello. Hey, Steve. Hey, how's it going? Hey, uh, uh, not exactly sure whose end it was last week, but uh, for whatever reason, our connection dropped more than once. Um, Like, I had to call you back after we first talked because for some reason, I mean, the light just went out. I never even touched it, so I called you back. And then while we were actually in the middle of the segment, I knew you could tell because you started to pause as you were talking, so I knew you could not hear us anymore. Right. And so, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It could have been our phone lines. I have no idea. Well, that, it could have been just a drop happened. call. I think it was. Oh, let's just hope it was a fluke. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because that was the first time that happened. Otherwise, you know, everything sounded great. The only other thing I was going to mention was uh, we could hear somebody else. Like I don't know who's who all was in there, but we could hear somebody else. It was really confusing a couple of times. Okay, I'll just make sure that I'm yeah. the one talking. Yeah, just make sure we just got you. That'd be great. Yep. <laughs> Okay. Other than that, yeah, we're fine and uh, good to go. And I'll put you on hold, and hopefully this will uh, stay on this time. So. All right. Cool. But okay, hang on. I remember that. What's that? that what's was that guy's Jeff. name? That's Rick. Thick Rick. All right, Rick and I are gonna have. We're gonna have some words here. Yeah, some words. Give me his cell phone. He wanted to hush you up. Look, he man. wanted to hush me. He wanted to hush you up, bro. I, well, you, Dude, you you'd said something. He was like this. Hey, we're talking to Steve here. He was probably muffled. He couldn't understand it because you had that mask on. <laughs> Well, they have masks on too, right? I don't no, know what they, they're doing. They have no masks. What are you talking about, man? I bet they do. I don't even know who's there. They may have separate studios, even. That, that was it. Last time we were talking, well, Randy they Lipper were married, they, so it don't matter. They were making them sit in different studios. Yeah, like oh, they were. Okay. They're all like they were doing a show together, but in different rooms because they got a lot of rooms there at the Blitz. Blitzer, yeah, North North American Blitzer. broadcast. Yeah, so I, I guess I'm the star of the show. Sorry, guys. No, I, I always sit out because I don't want the caller to get confused. We don't want confusion. There's enough confusion with the COVID pandemic. We don't need to be given the extra I got to slip some shit in today, though, right? Nah. <laughs> I got to. I got to. I'm just going to be like, I'm just going to be like, you just going to do noises. Rick. <laughs> <laughs> on the blitz. Oh, man. I, I, I'm going to have to put the blindfold on, Steve. The I, blindfold? I'm just going to have to with Jeff in the mask, man. It's just, it's, it's freaking me out. Well, it's. Here's how I feel about the mask now. I feel like more than ever now it's important because they're opening up everywhere. So, like, the people that, like, come to our door, let's say they get a drunk driving. Well, they were probably on a patio somewhere drinking, laughing, no mask. I mean, that's what's – it's. there's going to be – there's going to be a spike when this all opens up. Of course there is. And why would anybody think anything different? But no, I agree. But don't you think that mask, if at any – when we're all quarantined, doesn't really matter. But Well, if you take the position, and I do – that unless I completely lock myself up in total 100% quarantine and never expose myself to anything ever again, I'm probably getting this virus if I haven't already had it. Um, And I think I also accept that some people are going to get it worse than others, and we may not necessarily know who they are. We do, however, know what's trending. And what's trending is if you're old or sick uh, and have some other condition, I guess, by meaning old and sick, uh, you're likely to get it worse. If you smoke, you're likely to get it worse. If you have respiratory problems as it stands, you're likely to get it worse. Um, I mean, I know those things. And I, I guess I would look at it this way. If the purpose of masks and the shutdown is to 
initially they said flatten the curve, as my understanding was to make sure that we had plenty of medical supplies, plenty of medical facilities, and the resources to deal with a, a big rash of sick folks. And we weren't ready for that, or at least we didn't think so. So we, we, we basically shut everything down to prep. And now we're opening back up. Now I'm hearing two stories. One, that um, we're still not ready and we're still not prepped. So I don't know what you're supposed to do with that. Uh, and then two, that the hospitals are by and large empty. So it's, it seems like they're ready for at least an influx. So this is not to say I'm callous or non-sympathetic for those who get sick. It very well may be my own who gets sick. Uh, but I sort of have taken the, the, the logical approach at this and thought, all right, well, unless and until we have an absolute immunity or an antidote or whatever it is, the, uh, the vaccine, vaccine, then you're probably going to get it statistically. And then it's just a question of when. But if, you, if there's a small chance the mask delays you getting it, would you wear a mask? Because then obviously the more we know, the more safer you'd be. Let's say or this, a vaccine. if I were convinced that the mask would prevent me from getting it, either if everybody wore it or I wore it, then I might be in favor of that. But I'm not convinced that that rests so you on completely logical reasoning. You don't believe if everybody walking around wears a mask, the cases go down? I don't know that for sure, no. So call me a denier. I guess I have questions was what I would say. And, and nobody, if I ask those questions, I feel like I get shouted or I feel like I'm ridiculed. I would say, well, what about the fact that because of human nature, I'm more likely to touch my face, touch my bodily fluids and touch other Chew things. Chew on your mask. Um, or if I'm not prone to doing that, then others are. So now the, now the germs are spread on places that I'm going to touch. And that I think is a far more dangerous thing than if I just am careful about staying away from you. I'm not going to breathe on you. I'm not going to sneeze on you. I'm not going to lick my hand and shake yours. I'm not going to do those kind of things. And, you know, I I feel like that's going to be as, as effective, but now the mask has become this, this thing where if you don't wear one, then somehow you don't care about everybody. Uh, if you do wear one, then you're among the good people, um, because you're doing what you're told to do. And, you know, I, I just have a fundamental, I have questions. And if I can't, if nobody, it's sort of like these science debates we've had in the past here at Lawyer Talk. It's like, all right, if I have questions, is it, hey, Steve. hey what's going on? We're coming on, okay? All right, cool. <clears throat> if you need free legal advice on low bird landing, better call and all the one and only Steve Palmer. What's up, bro? How are you? Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing? It's a new introduction, man. How are you doing in quarantine? Are you by yourself right now? Uh, no, we're here in the studio, keeping a safe distance apart, of course. But uh, now we're uh, we're slowly easing into a safe opening. Yeah, we haven't separated either. We're, we're staying huddled up. No, not that close. You know, we're keeping a safe distance. You know, with Randy and I. You know, yeah. I'll open mouth kiss her right now. But uh, don't, <laughs> don't tempt me with a good time. Rick, you too. Well, we are. We are. No, you're not open. Ca- open but, mouth kiss. Any kind of kissing me. So the three of us are in a room together. Are you going to go eat on the? Uh, what, what were you saying? I was the three of us. If, if you're just tuning in, the three of us are in the same room together. Kelly is broadcasting from a different room, but we can see her. I can look over here and wave to Kelly. Hey. Hey. Part hey. Is uh, tomorrow we go in the new studio? So <gasps> you know when this whole thing's over, we can come back in and you know 
come play in the new place. I was wondering if I'd ever be allowed to come back. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, see, isn't that funny? Like, when is that going to be? I have friends, like, so my buddy had a party. I'm not going to say who, but my buddy had, I had a like, underground party. It was in Westerville. No, he had a party last weekend. And, uh, like, all my, like, a lot of my friends were there, and they were like, dude, but Loper and Randy can't come because they distance. I know. <laughs> like, what are you just saying? Like, I have oh, a grandmother. Friends. I have a grandmother, bro. Bring her groceries. Just trying to keep her alive. That's all. Just trying to keep my granny alive. Are you going through that at all, Steve? Or are, you, uh, are you back amongst people? Yeah, I mean, look, I've had to come to the office uh, since the beginning of this, so I haven't really, uh, you know, I, I've had to do what I've had to do. Now, I, I, I like to stay home anyway, so having big parties and going to big parties was never my thing. But, uh, no, I, I'm just careful uh, as much as I can be and as reasonably as I can be. All right, well, uh, we do have some questions. We have some texts. But we got this uh, email uh, earlier in the hour from uh, a listener, and basically – She's been getting groceries for the last couple of months, and she was ordering groceries, so they they just come to the house. And she was paying for it, so she thought, and nothing was showing up on her bill. So, in essence, she was getting groceries for, you know, let's just say like a two-month period. Two times a week. Two times a week. And she hasn't paid anyone. And so she basically wrote into us. She's like, what do you think I should do morally? But is there a legal aspect to that? Yeah. I mean, I get this. This is an interesting question. This is a conundrum that comes up all the time. And I guess you can equate it to this. If you're checking out, say, at the uh, at the store and uh, you've just purchased a bunch of stuff and they forget to ring up something in your cart and you walk away and you're like, man, that's awesome. I got that for free. Uh, you know, what you have to realize is, no, you stole it. Uh, you just didn't uh, you just took advantage of somebody else's mistake to do it. It doesn't make it theft any less. Now, I don't think that this uh, that this individual is necessarily stealing something, but to the extent that she keeps accepting this stuff and doesn't make effort to try to uh, to deal with it, she is in, at least being enriched by something that's not her- hers. So I would guess that somebody is delivering the groceries, and, and it's probably a store, and she might be able to identify which store it is. And what I would do at the minimum is m- put out there in writing, make a written request to stop delivering the groceries, clearly they are not hers. Or if they are hers, then she should try to make effort to pay for them. And if no, for, they're definitely hers. It's all her stuff is coming to her. But okay. She's yeah. <laughs> but she's getting it for free, right? Eventually, yeah, yeah, the, for, two for two months. Yeah, eventually the chickens come home to roost, right? I mean, she's she's getting free stuff, and, and, and there's no such thing as free stuff. So I, I would. Oh, we have a lot of Nessie's good stitches coming in right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I guess my advice would be call the grocery store and say, guess what? I'm not being billed for this. What can I do to make this right? And uh, do that as much as you can. So that way nobody can later say, uh, you knew about this mistake. You took advantage of it, and therefore you stole the groceries. All right. Well, uh, let's, go to, uh, let's go to this divorce question that we have on text at 99700. From Tony. Steve Palmer, I got married about six years ago to this woman. We broke up about a month ago. After she lied and put me in jail, we've not seen each other throughout this six years. I have no idea where she is or what she's doing or anything. How hard is it to get a divorce if I don't know where she is or had divorce papers sent to her? Where do I send divorce papers? Yeah, you know, I think we had this question maybe last week, but here's how this works. Uh, Just because you don't know where the other individual is uh, does not mean that you're stuck being married forever. What you can do is go (laughs) file for divorce. And uh, if you don't know where to find your spouse, then what you do is you publish notification. So legal legal stuff is all about, um, I guess, process. So if you've, if you've engaged in the effort to try to locate this other person, 
and you could not reasonably find this other person, then the next step would be to publish in a newspaper or publication of general uh, pub- of general uh, dissemination, I think is the word. But uh, and, and it's just a notice that says, hey, notice so-and-so. Uh, if you're catching this, you got to be at court on this day at this time. Otherwise, uh, you, we're going to go forward without you. And if they don't respond, then you get to go forward without them, and uh, you can get divorced. Can you even put it in the paper where you live? Because you're like, I don't know what paper to put it in. Yeah, well, if the, the first question, well, look, to answer the question uh, very simply, get an attorney that can help you with this for sure. But short of that, go to court, prepare the paperwork with the clerk of courts to the extent that you can, uh, and they will direct you where that is generally done. I mean, it used to be uh, in Columbus, there was a legal newspaper we would always use. You could certainly use the Columbus Dispatch. And now there may even be online options uh, to do it. I'm not sure. But uh, there is going to be a process, and it's not that complicated. All right, we have a text question uh, here for Steve. Uh, oh, they accidentally received Loper and I's Outback order. That was $150. They had, uh, they had our blooming <laughs> onion by mistake. Should they report yeah, that? Do they need to report that, even though they got the wrong order? Like, this legitimately happened. We ordered our family food, which is a family of six, and another a listener got it. Yeah, so they canceled our order. We got our money back, so we're not sure who. Maybe they just got it for free. You think that it was for free? They did get it for free, but they were like, we're we're just checking. we didn't tell anyone. It's all this food came by. And they're like, we had enough food to put in the refrigerator to eat for days. Two of them had five steaks. Five steaks for the two people. <laughs> they said their original order Their original order was one sirloin and chicken wings and two cokes. They got five they got steaks. Daddy? They got like, like five salads. They had uh, pasta dishes, desserts. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I'm... You know, again, this is like, uh, say this happens, and and I think this is happening a lot because it's like secret delivery now. People are just dropping stuff on people's doorsteps. And if if that happens, it's like you can't even check it at the drive-thru anymore. You're just stuck with whatever's in the bag. And uh, I I suppose what you do is you just call them back and say, hey, guess what? I got like 10 steaks here and I only ordered two. What do you want me to do? And they say, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. Then you're clean at least. Um, If you did nothing, nothing probably would happen. But if you want to keep your conscience clean, uh, call the store and say, Hey man, I got the wrong stuff. What shall I do? And, uh, if they say, look, uh, tough luck, cause you didn't get your stuff, we'll deliver more or keep what we gave you and uh, we'll bring you your stuff too. I bet that's how it works out. And you know, that's just how things are in the COVID day and age. All right, cool. We're going to get a couple more texts here at 99700 for Steve Palmer and a perfect legal song, dirty deeds done dirt cheap ACDC. It's 99.7 The Blitz. <laughs> All right, boy, so Rick that happened right to there. me. It's your boy Rick. That happened to you yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday, some guy before my wife could get to the door because it's like uh, the safe <clears> drops <throat> now, where you don't open the door. Um, just dropped a bunch of groceries from Walmart. We don't even order from Walmart. They dropped a bunch <laughs> of groceries off from Walmart, and we put uh, we called Walmart. They could care less. Gave them the number because all that's on it is somebody's last name, no address, and uh, like a account number. What they, did you What did you get? It mean uh, organic what, 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 eggs, tofu, uh, sparkling water. Okay. Um, what other stuff was in there? Like lettuce, <clears throat> um, cans of uh, diced tomatoes, um, turkey, turkey. And Walmart uh, was like, whatever, keep it. They were like, yeah, whatever, keep. Like they didn't even want to take the info. Like they didn't even seem to care. And so what we did was we put it out on. They have this in our town. They call it Hilliard People in the Know. So we put it out on there saying, hey, did anybody not get their groceries? 
And my other neighbor went on like the auditor's website and he's like, the only one with that last name is like across town on the other side of town. There's nobody in this area that has that last name. So, and the name, the first name of that person didn't match what was on the order. I mean, we only got the first letter, but so we, we decided like the pot, we got like hard pastas and stuff like that. There's like a um, food bank on the, on the square, like about a mile from our house that people just put food in there if you need something. So we just like threw it in there, but feel bad. Somebody didn't get their groceries, but well, with this I mean, no, you know, no contact delivery. It's just like, all right, well, I hope we got the address right. Here they are, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think there's going to be lots and lots of that. You did the right thing. Donating it to the yeah. food bank is, uh, that's, that's about nice. as good a thing as you could do. Now, if it's like, uh, perishables, like, like, so, you well, had to keep that. Yeah, we had to keep the lettuce. Yeah, we kept the eggs. You're not gonna. You can't throw those I in the gave, box. I gave. I gave one of the people. I never cook with tofu. Not that I got a problem with tofu. I love it in miso soup. But um, somebody here uh, cooks with tofu, so I gave the tofu to them. And, uh, and but you can have a lot of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just got dropped off on the wrong porch. Now I see you did the right thing. You you, you, you at least made a. Reasonable... I didn't try to just instantly be like get these in the house before anybody notices. You know what I mean? We didn't do that. Right. But... Yeah. No. I mean, my it, I, and I've had this. Happen. And I put my mask on before I went out there, and I wiped the groceries down. Yeah, just in case. So, just in case, dude. I remember one time I was going. That's for that. shorty. Say hey, OCD. What were you doing in January? I'm on it, shorty. Were you in January? Or were you wiping down your groceries? Uh, I think I've wiped down groceries for the last six, seven years. Okay. Just for safety, flu purposes, and things like that. You really have? No. Oh, just right. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. No, I was like, wow, that's impressive. I mean, look, take, uh, whatever take I see on the news, I jump on it and I take it as gospel. It's the best just, source. I, it's the best source of research I've ever encountered. It's like you know what I did this morning. I was actually reading through news stories and. Uh, you know, you get you, you get links to news stories in all sorts of social media places, or you just go right to the site or do whatever. And I realized as I was reading through these news stories that in the back of my head I was thinking, why even reading this? Because you can't trust it anyway. And why even reading this? Because you can't. You know, there, there's no way you, you, this probably isn't true. And I've gotten to the point now where I. He has a beekeeper. <laughs> when I moved in last year, I know, I think this question's amazing. He, he had two hives for pollinating his field. This spring, the beekeeper has bought and brought in four more, which isn't a problem, but the proximity to the house I rent now is ridiculously close. Mm-hmm. Think Macaulay Culkin. Okay. Okay, remember how he died? Oh, yeah, my there? girl, yeah. And the keeper, the keeper shows up without notice. Since I'm renting, should I be informed? Because, you know, when the keeper comes, all the bees are, like, stir-crazy. They're going crazy. They all, when the keeper comes. Uh, my landlord didn't know about the added hive until I told him. And I plan to talk to him about this issue of the keeper showing up whenever he wants to drop <coughs> off a new hive. I have to take care of the grass directly in front of the hive. And it wasn't a problem, but now there are six hives. It was just two, so that's less bees. Six hives, lots of bees. I have to cut through. There's a lot of bees. Um, they want me to cut the grass right through their flight path. 
hilarious. Wow. I'm now not comfortable with cutting. So you have to cut around the bee condos? Like, no way, man. No way. I don't want the beekeeper coming up unannounced. I don't like how close these bees are. That's the worst when you're at the realtor. You're like, wow, why is the room so great? It's got a big pool. It's, very, it's like a, wow, it's a very spacious place. Now, oh, but I live next to killer bees. <laughs> Gotcha. Okay. Oh, and guess where the, the killer hornets are going to go? They love the murder hornets. The murder hornets. Yeah, I'm just thinking about that. That's like a feast. Mm, Baskin bees? That They're going right over there. So, Steve, how would this fall? Like, I mean, is, would it be, like, understood that the guy moved there under the pretenses? That he was already living still beekeeper? Man, this is, this is an awesome question. And anybody who's uh-huh. ever been to law school or taken the bar exam or taken a law school exam would will appreciate this because there's so many different issues baked into this question that it's almost hard to unravel it. I mean, you've got these landlords tenant issues because they're a renter uh, and then you've got this whole other issue called nuisance and what is a nuisance and, and so if you like if somebody moves in next to you and starts uh, pumping toxic gas out their chimney or something uh, is that a nuisance and how do you deal with it and do bees qualify and the answer to all this like every other good lawyer question is I'm not sure exactly how you how you resolve it but um, my guess is somewhere in there, Uh, This individual will want to talk to her landlord about other options, uh, certainly about cutting the grass if there is uh, these killer bees flying around or stinging bees flying around. Um, And then the other option is, does the landlord or the other question is, does the landlord have to talk to the uh, neighboring property owner about the bees and say, hey, look, you're interfering with my ability to do commerce here. I'm renting to this individual and these bees are flying around stinging people. And then you, then it, it, it hits another question with me, which is, what if this individual happens to be allergic to bee stings? Because I know folks who are, and, and some, some major harm is caused as a result of these bees being close by. Who is liable and why? And, uh, you know, I, I hate to make light of this question and, and say it's like a law school question, but it really is. I mean, these are things that um, law students have to unravel all the time. I would start, I guess, to give a more realistic answer with the landlord and say, hey, look, can you at least make it so I don't have to cut the grass here? And maybe you can contact the uh, the joining property owner and, and see if there is something that can be done to at least move the beehive or the latest beehive away a little bit. And that way uh, I can be safer. Um, and I'll move it four feet. Oh, you know what? That makes all the difference in the world. Thank you so much. It is such a wild thing. Hey, Steve, so we have, uh, well, I don't want to rush it here, but we have one uh, fantastic question that Randy's going nuts over. We only have a few minutes here. All right, yeah, let's do it. This is, guys, everyone pay attention to this. This is like Jerry Springer at work. We had an incident yesterday at work where a senior employee told a new hire to do something the new hire refused to do. Then it escalated. The senior employee used a racial slur against the new hire. Well, then the new hire slapped him in the face. It then boiled down, and I wanted to fire the new hire. I wanted to fire the new hire, but I'm afraid because I didn't fire the employee, the the older employee. Like like open hand, like a duel? Yeah, using the racial slur. Uh Could I be in some sort of trouble if he was written up? Well, as I assume by he's ready up, meaning the new hire. So as I understand this, we got to unravel this. You've got the new hire who was asked to do something and didn't want to do it. Now, is that a reason to fire somebody? For sure, right? This is your job. You have to do this. And if you say no, well, then guess what? You're fired. Before he could fire him, the elder employee hurled yeah, a racial slur at the young employee. You feel me? Right. And then the younger employee... Right. So now you've got another incident that would require discipline maybe for both of those individuals. So you have to separate the termination uh, reasons. And uh, you would have to say, all right, I'm going to fire the new hire, not 
Um, I assume there's some sort of uh, racial minority involved or who knows what, but for not for racial or some sort of discriminatory reasons, but for reasons that have to do with the fact that you wouldn't do your job, uh, period. Now, as far as... Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the racial slur wasn't honky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Now, if it if it happens to be that the employee, the new hire, turns around and sues the employer, they're going to claim, well, you just you just fired me because of my race or some other prohibited reason, and then you risk a lawsuit. So this is one of those things that uh, gets difficult. I, I I would tell the employer, document, document, document everything. Get witness statements. Uh, do a complete thorough investigation. I don't know the size of the business because that matters with respect to. Uh, Title Seven and some of the things that go along with that. Um, but if uh, even just if it's a small business, make sure you document everything. Get complete witness statements from everybody. And I certainly would discipline the other employer to, or the other employee too. I mean, using racial slurs uh, if that's verified and if it actually happened uh, in the course of your employment is certainly bad too. So uh, you can't just uh, d- discipline one but not the other. And you know, I don't know if that's a terminable offense. In other words, you should be fired for using a racial slur, but. I probably would, and uh, you know, it just—it's it, a tough time to be losing employees anyway. But man, that's uh, that's a hard one. I would just say, if you're going to fire the new the new hire, make sure you do it for legitimate reasons and document why you did it, and get as much justification or providence and evidence behind that as you can. My guy, Steve Palmer, on the show each and every Wednesday, giving solid legal advice. My attorney could be yours. Uh, what's the number they can call you at, Steve? Yeah, it's simple. 614-224-6142. Look up the law firm at ohiolegaldefense.com, and our podcast website is now up, lawyertalkpodcast.com. Check us out. Right. Hey, man, shout out to all your guys over there. You guys are doing a great job, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, Steve. All right, thanks. <clears throat> I thought you were going to give a shout out. I thought the other viewers are coming and be like, shout out to Rick. Shout out to Rick. You what's up, yeah. Rick? Man, yeah, we heard some other guy back there. We just to be clear, we only want to hear your voice. We just, just just, let's let's clear this up here, Steve. Um, it's Steve and Steve only. Yeah, you guys, I'm sorry, you can't come. I'll tell you what, you want to talk bees? I'll tell you a bee story. And I was thinking about whenever he has to mow near it. When we lived in Louisiana, there was beehives. Not only that, there was this building on this property we had that within the walls is like a shed, a barn kind of. That I remember we looked through a hole and you could see all the bees hanging on the walls. Like there was a, a beehive in this building. And my dad was out. There's about five acres. This is in Louisiana, right? Said Lafayette. And uh, he was out back with a push mower, had it going, had it going, and something bound up or stalled out. And he said that it stopped. And then he just heard this noise and just this vibration. Just this zzz, and he turned around and he saw a whole hive, a whole swarm of bees coming at him he starts running full speed we had his back porch and he's just he's like get in the house get in the house and following my dad it looked like a cloud like a big dark black cloud and they were chasing him and uh evidently he talked to some people and they said that the bees sometimes with the lawnmowers can mistake it as another you know what do you call them hive or group or uh, you know what I mean whatever the, the 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 term is for it that they might be coming to protect their area. So they think another swarm. I think that's the name I'm looking for. Whichever, but uh, they believe that it's another swarm. So they they were coming at him because he was doing the mowing, 
And so, when, so whenever, these are territorial, in other words. Yeah, 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 and whenever I was hearing them saying he's got a mo next to it, that immediately came to my mind. I was like, I remember my dad was about attacked. I remember because we were outside, and he comes running. And when you see a man running with fear, you know what I mean? And my dad's not like he, he goes out runs. He just, right, you know not, what I mean? He's, he's, he's in good shape, but he's not a big runner. And uh, whenever he's running, he's like, get in the house, get in the house. And then literally came to the back porch, and you could hear this, I mean, and it was a huge black cloud, a trail that was like you'd seen the cartoons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that, that's exactly what it looked like. I mean, that was like probably 1985. Well, I got to tell you, man, I, I, I'm, I don't claim to be the most fearless man in the world, but, uh, you know, I generally do okay. Flying, stinging insects scare the crap out of me. I am. It's almost like phobic. I, I get really, really like if a bee is flying at me, I just panic. And it's the worst almost, are wasps. It's almost laughable. Wasps, bees—they're all the same to me. I hate wasps. They, they scare me. I remember one time I had—I was driving back from Kentucky in a truck. Again, had the back window like you had the slide window, you know. Yeah. And the slide window open, and evidently this hornet got in. I laid my arm. It was like a bench. I laid my arm on it, driving down seventy-one, coming up to Columbus, and all of a sudden in my arm, I was like. I, I just hurt. I was like, what the? Well, there was a, a wasp on there, and I laid my arm on there, and he just stung me right there while I was driving. And, man, I hate stinging flying insects. I'm with you, man. They're, the wasps they, are the one that don't die, right? The wasps, they're they can tough. Just keep, they can just keep stinging. Like bees, they, they say you, they sting you and they die. How about the, the killer hornets or the killer uh, Asian bees? Or that's what I was going to say when that, with that question we got on the Blitz. It's like, why does he keep, the murder hornets are coming to destroy it all? So just I, wait I a think Randy weeks. made some comment about that, too. It's like, yeah, the murder hornets will take care of the problem. Yep. Just sit out for a couple of weeks, let it grow a little long. I know it's hard, but murder hornets will be here soon. Now, I have swatted in my own fearful panic many, many flying, stinging insects that are flying at me. You know, you swat them down, and, and you, you just feel the 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 meat. You know, they're, they're these. you can just feel it, and it makes that noise, and they go down, and you step on them. Yeah, I hate them. It's vicious stuff, man. It's vicious. Yeah, it's vicious. So what are we talking about? We, we, we were had, talking about the show. We had good, we had good uh, questions those today. Were good, those were good questions. And what I like to hear is that they were questions not necessarily <clears throat> about COVID. It's, it's really good to see things transitioning away from that. I mean, we had like three or four weeks in a row where all of it was uh, this, this sort of um, this dark cloud of COVID uh, shutdowns and, and economic struggle and, and all these other issues going along with it that were dominating the Blitz Airways. But uh, these were good questions. So, I mean, the bees, he added the bee, you get the bee. There's, like you said, there's a lot more that you need to know about all of that. You know, I mean, what was the agreement? Who's, yeah. Whose bees are they? Are they are they the neighbor's bees or the renter's bees? They were the neighbor's. They, they were the they were, neighbor's there was property. The, the landlord bees? No, no, no. It was the. It was why the, has he got to mow near the, the hives? So apparently he has some obligation as part of his lease. This is the caller. Has yeah. some obligation as part of their lease to cut the grass. So if you rent a house, then a lot of times you, you'll say, all right, I'll agree to cut the grass and do the basic maintenance. Uh, but if you can't do that because you're flying by a big bee net or beehive every day uh, that somebody put there. You know, it's like, it, especially he was like, okay with it before. And then they added more hives. It's like, come on, man. Enough's enough. And I mean, and that's fine. I would definitely go to my landlord and be like, Hey man, can we, so it's an actual work hive? on this. Like, well, you, like, like you ever see them? They're like white boxes. Yeah. Like you'll, you'll see them out, out there, there. What, to collect the honey or something. Well, well they to pollinate the fields. Or whatever, they yeah. get the honey. Yeah. That's one thing about it. And then also to help pollinate fields. Farmers like those, you know, hives set up around their fields. To help pollinate them, yeah, because okay. you know that's Mother Nature at its best. That's that's what it's doing. But do you remember that? You remember the show? That's incredible. 
Yes. Remember the guy on That's Incredible that had the big beard full of bees? He would just sit there yes. and the bees would come and he would be like a beard of bees. That's incredible, man. That show was awesome. Fran Tarkington. Who are the man. people? But, but, uh, I forget them all. There were like three or four of them. I remember seeing that car. There was a car with a, a limo with like a helipad and a hot tub on it and mm-hmm. everything like that. That was on That's Incredible. There was uh, Yogi Kudu. He was the guy that would uh, shut down his own. Like he was like this six foot guy that would get in this small little glass box and and collapse himself into this tiny space and then shut down his heart rate to almost nothing. They had a guy on there that would eat metal, <coughs> metal glass, everything. Yeah, just it, that's it, incredible. It was incredible. You don't remember the show, Jeff? Mm-mm. I was young. It was. Uh, I'm, that's su- incredible. I'm surprised I remember it. And real people back. Real to back. people. That's right. You bet. Maybe real people is where I saw the guy eating all this stuff. Because they were back to back. Trying to think in my day what it was. Fear Factor, maybe. Yeah, they Fear ate, Factor. They ate stuff on that one. Yeah. I wasn't a big Fear Factor thing. I mean, like eating eating gross stuff, I don't like to see it. No. I liked all the stunts. The stunts looked like stuff that you would love to do, man. They, yeah. had, they had some awesome. Yeah. Jumping from a helicopter onto a train and stuff like that. It's like, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, you had to be like a stuntman to be on that show. Yeah. Well, so what was the other question there? The last one, the the, the right. Now, see on that right there, that sounded pretty easy to me. It's like this: both of you pack it up, right? Yeah. You mean the B question? No, I'm talking about the racial slur question. Oh, the racial slur. Now, this, that's an interesting one too, because here's the thing: you're not allowed to make you're not allowed to make employment related decisions based on uh, things that aren't lawful, and one of those things is race. You can't fire somebody because of what race they are. No, um, they threw you a softball there too. You could have just said this happened at Advanced Vapor Westerville. Yeah, yeah, it didn't happen there. <laughs> and if it did happen there, let's say I had a new hire, and then somebody decides to be like, "Do this," and no, and they were like, "Well, whatever the racial slur was, I'd tell them both to take to scram." Yeah, take a walk. You can't do both, that here. Both, you guys can both scram out of here. You can't do that. You can't. I mean, even if it wasn't a racial slur, I don't want one employee talking down and making another one of my, you know what I mean? Just being a bully. You know what I mean? I, I'm not going to have that. Yeah. This is, uh, it seems like one-on-one stuff, but the problem is when it, when it gets tangled up with, uh, something like a discrimination allegation, it starts to get a little messy. And if you, that's why the best thing you can do is make sure that your policies and practices with respect to that stuff are clear. I mean, I think it's pretty clear where I work and my business that we don't make improper deci- or any decisions based upon race or otherwise. I don't hire people. I don't fire people. I don't make employment decisions because of who they are, what they are, uh, or what color their skin is or what's between their legs. It doesn't make any difference to me. You can do the job or you can't. And um, if somebody in my office were – treating somebody poorly because of their race, they'd be fired. That's Yeah, that's pretty and simple. Irrespective of your race, if you're asked to do something, you say, no, I don't think I should have to do that. Well, I'd be like, all right, well, your choice really is sort of simple here, man. I hired you to do this, so you're either fired or you do it. And it has nothing to do with your your race. That seems pretty easy to me. Yeah, I mean, we don't know. We don't know if it was a factory, a warehouse sale. We don't. We don't know what what the position, what the job was, what was going on. I mean, like I said, there's a lot that you didn't know. I got a hunch that the uh, that they were asked to do something they perceived as something outside their job yep. responsibilities. It was like a dirty job. Yep, it was a dirty job. Clean out the grease trap. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Scrub the toilet. Clean the toilets. Something. Clean the bathrooms. Something that's not in their job description. Yeah, something that's <laughs> not in their job description. A dirty job. Now here's what's funny: Who does the dirty jobs over at your place, Jared? Everybody. Yeah, you know who doesn't at my place? Me. You know what, though? I'll tell you, I came in yesterday, and one of my girls was super excited. She's like, did, did you go in the bathroom? Did you go in the bathroom? I was like, oh, no, no, no. She's like, did you see the floor? 
they used that steamer and she went in there. She uh, steamed. Yeah, not nobody asked her to do it. She had time and she was like, you know what? We got this new great steam cleaner here. Let's use it. And uh, she was there to help me do the floors and we did the floors and we did a bunch of other things. And uh, uh, Derek told me, I mean, she's been, we fired up, got the steamer running. People come in and out. We hit the door handles with it. You know, 300 degrees steam. There's no viruses there. They get done checking out. We hit the counters where they, wherever, when people come in, steamed up when they leave. We've got it set in there, got it running. So, where, I, mean, where, I mean, where do you guys stand on masks? Where, uh, here's where I stand on masks on this. And I don't know what I should be saying. We might have to edit this out or I don't know. But he, because I, I, as I keep reading through the bylaws and, and the COVID 19 Ohio.org and everything on there, here's where I'm at. I had a talk with, all, with everybody. I have N95 masks. The good ones, mm. the medical ones. Got a case of them, all right? Does it have an H, sweet H on it and look like underoos? No, no, oh, they okay. don't. It's, it's, they're more like uh, masks that work, unlike what you're wearing right now. <laughs> unlike underoos <laughs> on your face, these are like the medical surgery masks. These are, these are the good ones that they couldn't find. I was actually able to get them because I buy liquid from companies that have isolabs that when they're processing the stuff that we're going to be eating, they are already have masks on and ventilators and everything. So I just bought some from them. <clears throat> and I had a meeting with them, and I supplied them with bandanas for facial covers. I supplied them with the mask, I had multiple different masks, some smaller ones there. Um, I'm not saying that a customer has to or doesn't have to wear a mask to come into my store. Um, on my employees, I asked them if they would like to wear a mask. I have provided them for them. Okay. But they're adults. Yeah. Everybody that walks into my store is 21 and over. We're all adults. If a customer comes in and wants to wear a mask and would prefer that a salesman or somebody working with them wears a mask, we will accommodate that. When they first come in, because we had, we had a customer, we've had, yesterday we had customers, you know? Yeah. We're only allowed to have three people in the store at a time. And as they would come in, some people were wearing masks, some people were not wearing masks. I have an employee that is wearing a mask, and I have a couple employees that are not wearing masks. Um, they said that uh, one, one employee does, he's got an inhaler and he does have breathing problems. He always has since he's worked for me. Uh, he said that that messes with his respiratory. So he does not want to wear it to have a mask on, to have the mask on. Yeah. It's uh, too difficult for him to breathe. Uh, another one, she wore it for a while and she says she's claustrophobic and it, it, so, and once again, so if somebody comes in, and then we had one woman come, she's like, oh, do, do, I, do I need a mask? Do I have to have a mask? We're like, well, if you'd like to wear one, would you like one? Because I also had them offered for my guest. If they would like one, I've, and she's like, well, no, I've got one in the car. I'd rather not. And we're like, well, then we're fine. Come on in. Would you like us to wear a mask? She was like, I don't care. We're like, okay, then. Then we're good here. We're, yeah. We just made an agreement. We're all adults here. When you walk into the store, I kind of move my cases around to where at all points in time, any employees that are there can have safe distancing. When you walk into the store, you're already 10 feet away from somebody. We can have that conversation. We can have that talk. Um, the option to wear a mask entering into our store, we have a sign that says, is at your discretion. Um, so if they want to wear one, if they prefer that, you know what I mean? Maybe I've got a, one employee that is wearing the mask, then he'll, maybe he'll work with you. Um, but we ask. Do you, yeah, we, so we, like we leave it up. The best we, way you can we, leave, it. we leave it up to them. The I customer, mean, yeah. I'm not going to demand that they do. I am going to say this, that I have, I, have, I have provided everything for not only me, but for my customers. 
If they would like a mask, I've got a mask. I'm not going to sell them. Like you saw places that were selling these masks, marking them up. I got them. I, you know what I mean? It, they weren't cheap, but I'm offering them out. And then uh, my dad flew Medivac, and uh, somehow he collected things here and there. He gave me a box of these masks, these, and they have like actually have a, a little piece of plastic that can go over your eyes. You can take that off if you want. So it's, it's a mask they had on the helicopters. And I've got those there, and I've got bandanas there, and I've got sanitation wipes, and I've got a, I've got a steam a steam cleaner. Yeah, that's I've great. Got, you know, so you know we're doing our best. I, I cleaned the whole store, painted the whole store, went through it. So what would you feel about that? Let's say that you came in my store. It doesn't matter what I'm selling. I know you're not coming in for vape. But, you know, maybe you came in for some <clears throat> CBD though. Well, it sounds like you have the best of the, the best of both worlds because it's like. You know, if I come in and I say, hey, you know, I'd really like to work some somebody with a mask and I have a mask on, you're accommodating that. Yeah. If I'm somebody that thinks the mask is overblown, says I don't care, then you're accommodating that too. And you're still taking the precaution regardless with the steamer and the wipes and the distancing. I mean, sounds like you got a good plan. So, you know, and it's not up to me to demand that my employees wear a mask. I, I, I don't feel that it is. I offered it to them. I'm providing them with it. Um, but I'm not going to be like, if you show up to work, you have to wear it. I mean, yeah. they're, like I said, we're all adults in my store. There's no kids coming in and, and, you know, and I guess there are a lot of older people that come in, but we still well, offer, I mean, there's we few still places. I mean, I know Costco's the one we've talked about in here before, but like giant Eagle target, I was in target the other day. I got some medication for this finger thing I got going on and, uh, half, I would say half the people had masks and half it didn't. Most of the employees did, but clearly there were employees that didn't. So I think they took the same line that you did, Jared. Said, look, we'll provide you a mask. You want a mask, you can wear it. Um, but they're not keeping customers out uh, based on them not having a mask on. So the only place that I know of that's like that is Costco. Well, no, actually, I got an no. email. There's there's one vapor store, Vaporfy. Okay. Um, they're a big chain, huge chain. And uh, they they I, I got an email from them because I follow along. I've been to their store and signed up on their thing. But yeah, they're requiring that. Um, they are accepting cash. They prefer you don't. But one thing that I found is that I'm going to have two people on the floor. You know, I mean, we only have three customers, but I have to have another employee that is literally going through emails and answering the phone and doing curbside because okay. I, people are going to continue to use the curbside. They're going to continue so to go both. through it. We got okay. both to where I, I was there for a little bit yesterday and I was running the curbside. And you'd have people that would pull up and just call from their car and ask for something. I'm like a personal shopper. You know, I mean, if I have something that they ask for, if I don't have that, because supply and chains are coming around, manufacturing is just getting back in. We're held up on a few products here, just like any business is going to be right now. And I'll find it for them. They'll pay over the phone. I'll walk out to their car. They roll down the window. And, you know, I mean, they reach their hand out. I reach my hand out six feet away, exchange the bag. And they're fine with that. And, but then I did wonder about it. You know what I mean? I did wonder about the mask, you know what I mean? And me not wearing one at my own store. And it's just, you know, it, it's, we'll see what happens. We'll see where it goes, you know? I don't, yeah, I don't know if this would be something that's, you know, there's some, I mean, I think, Steve, you were in a court the other day that said you can't, oh, no, you know, I know of a court the other day that told me um, we were going to continue some matter. And they said, no, we can go forward, but we're requiring that if you go forward, you wear a mask and your client wears a mask. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at it this way. If I go to a courtroom and they want me to wear a mask, um, I'll do it. Uh, if I'm in a situation where I think that it, it's, it would be bad if I didn't, I'll do it. 
Um, in our office upstairs, I think it's very simple to stay safe enough away from everybody. I keep my hands washed. Everybody keeps their hands washed. Everybody keeps uh, other reasonable measures in place to stay safe. Um, and I just find that uh, we, I have found this over the years. Any order that applies across the board in every single situation uh, to every single individual is rarely uh, good. Uh, there's almost always reasons that you would that it works in sometimes and not the others. There's almost always exceptions to general rules, and this this is no different. And to treat it differently, I think, is disingenuous to what the goal is. And um, I mean, there, I don't know if I necessarily agree. I mean, don't murder somebody. General rule: can't murder. Well, murder is taken of one human life uh, without heroin. We're not going to let you use heroin. Can't let's, you do it? We're going to lock you up. Let's talk about murder. I'll give you two examples. Let me, let me address both those. So murder, somebody's coming in my house and I think they're breaking in and I shoot them. Uh, I've murdered them, but there's an exception that permits me to do it. Heroin, if I'm going to die, if I don't get my dose because right. I'm so chemically dependent that I need it, well then, yeah, uh, you should probably do that. Now, it doesn't mean you should do it forever. It doesn't mean you should do it all the time, but those are exceptions to general rules. And there's well, a, there have to be exceptions to the mask too. What well, if Jared are. punches me in the street and my mask flies off and a cop comes up and says, where's your mask? I've not seen any exceptions. And the reason, the reason you know is, I mean? gonna, is that it has not followed the legislative process. These are orders by fiat and, or by the executive branch. And rarely do those things get legislative debate in open. And I'm not saying that that means they're all bad and all corrupt. What I'm saying is Things like this don't get discussed. They're just issued. They're orders. So everybody must do this. But there has to be exceptions, and they're not there. It's like the case we're working on right now. It's a great time to talk about that. So we have a case uh, involving uh, a law that seems to have, that seems on its face perfectly valid. But uh, it, it comes down to this. The police had the option of choosing one person or the other to charge with the crime. Both would have been perfectly because viable they both candidates. Fit. They both fit. Yeah. The police chose one. Now, so you would never say that that's a bad law applied to most of the people, but in this situation, it's horrible. And you right. know, th- that's got to go back to the General Assembly to get addressed. And uh, I, so I'm not, am I, is this my indictment or argument that I'll never wear a mask? No, of course not. But it is, it is necessary from a legal perspective to say orders that have this kind of broad swath Everybody must do this uh, without any sort of uh, room for exceptions, for debate, for discussion, or anything else. Uh, tend to smack of um, maybe, I don't know, are, are rarely always good, and and yeah. maybe a better way to say it is often have unintended negative consequences. Well, and that's you, what we're going to flush out in that case. I mean, that's kind of akin to like a like a child pornography law. Remember, we were seeing uh, in juvenile court a number of people that were dating both charged with the child pornography law because they exchanged like pics. Right. Um, I think we had one young folk that was like, he was 18. She was 17. They were engaged to be married and some photograph landed on some principal's desk and it was not shared with anybody. It was between them, both charged with child. I don't remember. Maybe one was 17, 16, whatever the, whatever the ages needed to be. And they were both charged and we're sort of sitting in court and we're like, well, this doesn't seem like it was what the statute was designed to protect against. Well, here's another, Not only that, it's creating child pornography. So it's even worse. Here, here's another sort of using your, taking your analogy with kids farther. I mean, there was a law in Ohio that said if two individuals, two kids who are both under the age of consent have sex, 
or if you have sex with somebody and you're under and that individual's under the age of consent, so call it statutory rape, for lack of a better way to put yeah. it. Um, uh, if I'm if I am an adult, obviously that's easy. Or if I'm a beyond the age of consent and I have sex with somebody who is not able to consent by law, that's easy. But what if we're both under the age of consent? And this is a perfect example. So it's a good law to say, um, you know, you can't have sex with somebody who is under X age. Uh, on the other hand, if you are also under X age, think of what that does. It it gives the police no guidance on who to charge with that crime. And it leads to all sorts of bad things. So if they say, look, you're guilty, we're going to charge you with this crime and convict you uh, just because you're the guy or you're the girl or maybe you're smarter or maybe uh, we think you are worse. Do they charge both? They didn't for the longest time. Now it's been declared that that law is unconstitutionally, as applied in that situation, vague. So it, it, the law, there's, there's a rule in law. We just had this conversation with our client in the case yesterday. There's a rule in law that says if you're going to write down a criminal code, if you're going to write down a statute or a criminal law that prohibits something, you have to do it with as much specificity as you can so that somebody who's normal, an ordinary reasonable person, can understand what they're not allowed to do. And at the same time, the police can understand who violates the law. If you don't give guidance in either of those places, and often it's the same problem uh, that results in both problems, in both of those things, then the law is vague, meaning it's not, it's not specific enough to tell the ordinary person what they're allowed to do and not specific enough to tell the police who they're supposed to charge. And th those laws become unconstitutional. Now, with masks. If you start prosecuting people without leaving room for exception, first of all, the prosecution is based upon violation of an executive order, which is odd to begin with because it's not like the law was generated by the legislative process. Uh, then the issue becomes, uh, is the order constitutional? And that's circling us right back to what we were talking about before, which is um, like the gym. And, and they're, they're saying, wait a minute, the, this isn't fair. You're saying they can open, but we can't. Uh, there's going to be a lot of litigation about that because when you just start issuing orders from the executive branch, treating them like law, some of this stuff that we're talking about doesn't necessarily get vetted out. And it can result in all sorts of unintended bad consequences. Uh, and, and, and look, anybody who says that I'm just a whatever for even having this discussion, will wake up, right? Because you can't – this isn't that I am – not sympathetic to folks who are getting sick. It's not that I'm not sympathetic to folks who want to wear masks because it, and want me to wear masks because it makes them feel all that. I'll give you all that. I'll agree with all that. But what kind of society do we have when orders are issued? And and I'll just give you one perfectly good example. Then I'll shut the heck up about it. Uh, back in April, uh, folks were saying, maybe even before that, or maybe even after that, folks were saying, look. Don't worry about the masks. Don't wear them. In fact, we, we prefer that you not. And I remember that. I remember this debate. And then all of a sudden, four, five, six weeks later, it's not only it's not only come full circle. It's like come full circle and the circle is closed and they're not open for any more discussion or rational debate when just six weeks ago or five weeks ago, there at least was on its face some rational debate about it. So uh, don't think. And then the other one final thing, one final, final thing, and I'll shut up. This is it, often you hear it up. often you hear this is science. <clears throat> You're a, this is, come on, it's just basic science. Well, no, no, no. To me, basic science is my ability to question my hypothesis with alternative reasons for a result and have a rational discourse about it without being shouted down, without being called names. And I've seen both. 
and without any sort of uh, reasonable, rational discussion via, dare I say, the scientific method. Because that's what science is. It is an ongoing, ever-changing, constantly searching quest for answers of truth. So I don't know how long they're going to say that we should keep the mask on. I know it's going to be like through July, I bet, that they're going to ask for it. Well, then you got hot weather. So does that change it? That's going to change it. But here in a few See, days, I don't understand here, the hot weather thing. Here, here in a few days, Australia though, has we're going to be able to California go and eat dinner, and you can have groups of up to ten. And this is this is this is what they came out with. So if you want to go out to dinner, you can get a table of ten. You can get a table of six. You can get a table of two, and your group will be separated from other groups. So let's say you all walk in with masks. Well, now you're sitting at a table of ten. And you're going to be close to these 10 people. Yeah. Do you live with 10 people? Are you meeting five couples? You know what I mean? What, what is the group here? Well, then that you, have to and you have to eat. Yeah. So at one point during the meal, all masks are off. Yeah. And that really means all masks are off. Because yeah. now you're sitting close and you're eating and you're discussing and you're talking yeah. and you're drinking. Now you get up to leave. So you safely put your mask back on, which just it didn't matter. This is the concern the, of most people. Those with, 10 people you were just sitting around were all without the mask. So this is the concern of the people that want to wear the mask or at least feel safer with the mask is reopening and having those sort of exactly what you're describing, Jared, now makes the, I guess, virus that now we can see that start trending up and see more cases because more people are being exposed. So Central Ohio's uh, overdose numbers are just running through the roof right now. Yeah. They're they're skyrocketing. It would done surprise suicide and skyrocketing. So now, do you think loss. that these people that are sharing Enough needles jobs. and uh, smoking the same crack pipe and uh, shooting heroin and snorting coke off a urinal, do you think that uh, what's what's with them? Because they're all hanging out. Yeah, they're not. I mean, you know, I mean, they're not socially distancing. People that are sure. that are, that are using drugs, you know, I mean, for from recreation to addiction to the whole gamut, are are running around with people, and a lot of them probably aren't even washing their hands. And you know, yeah. I mean, and then you get the you get the homeless area. You know, what I mean, that they don't even have running water or the ability to wash hands, or you know, I mean, so and they've got communities in which they live. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. That's a sect of the society, for sure. But, you know, you'd think that you would, you know, that the numbers would be up if transmission was that easy with the amount of overdoses that we are well, having. That I, means a lot of people are using drugs together. No, you're right. But hold on. Let me give you two. Uh, let me let's give the counter and maybe the, 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 the consistent logic there, which is the numbers will go up with testing by its very definition. The more people you test, the more numbers will go up. And what I'm not seeing when you hear like a number of cases, I always wonder, I wonder if those were like really bad cases, if those were just cases that people had a sniffle, were those cases that um, people didn't even know they had it? What kind of cases were they? Because it seems to me that for the longest time, we weren't testing people who weren't, who were healthy looking and acting. You're only testing people who are really sick. So those were the numbers. Now, if you test everybody, you're going to get higher numbers because you're testing more people just as a matter of logic. Um, so the numbers are going to go up when we open and it's going to be for two reasons. One, because you're going to have more people who have been hiding at home, getting exposed to the virus. Um, so they're going to get it. No question about it. More people will get it. But at the same time, we have more testing. So more people are getting tested. It, it's not, it, it, this is again, I mean, I say this every week almost. It's like everybody presumes when they're trying to make points like this, 
that there's one cause for an outcome. And there's almost always multiple, if not too many to count causes for the same outcome. So of course, if you stay home and never have any contact with anybody ever, you're not going to get the virus if you don't have it already. That's just how it's going to be. If on the other hand, you go wander around uh, in public sneezing on people and people sneezing on you, you're going to get contact with the virus and you're going to get it sooner or later. Um, it's just, it's, it's how it is. And if, if you deny that, it's, it's crazy. So if the masks are designed, uh, if the argument for the mask, the best one I can think of is, well, we have to wear them until we have a vaccine because then we can at least keep the curve flat and go back to work. All right, fair enough. That's the best argument. But why not say this? If you're uniquely susceptible to the virus, be careful. Or if you've been, uh, if you have the antibodies and you've submitted to an antibody test and you know you don't have it or you've already had it and you're not contagious, well, then you don't have to wear a mask. Or maybe you don't need to, or maybe you should, or maybe you want to because you feel safer doing it. Uh, it, it just seems that there's too many variables uh, to justify one edict about what the masks are and what you're supposed to do. And that doesn't even begin the discussion about the downsides of masks and, the, and some of the negative consequences. So I, I guess all I'm saying is without taking a position, although I think mine is obvious, uh, you don't, it, we can't just conclude and say you're right and pound the table and call those who disagree with you ignorant, stupid, Republican, Democrat, whatever it is. It doesn't work that way. It's, it's far more complex. Now, I needed some things. I'm gardening at the house, getting things, some things together. And I was like going to go to Home Depot. And I was like, I didn't want to go there, Jeff. I, I, you know, I mean, that's part of it, too. And that's one big part that I was worried about my business. Now, I do want to go out to eat. And I do want to take my staff out. And I do want to I do want to do that. But me just going out in public and not because I'm scared of the virus, but just because I don't like the social aspect of what's going on. It's weird and looks and, and, and I don't, it just, it makes me feel uncomfortable. So, I mean, I would go, I will pay more at Tractor Supply in Johnstown mm-hmm. because I feel more comfortable in there with my people. What? And no, nobody has a mask on Not there. really, no. no okay. Nobody in Johnstown's really wearing a mask. Yeah. Now, the employees at Tractor Supply are, and they look miserable, and the employees at, at Kroger's are, and they look miserable. And these are the same places that I shopped, the only, you know, the only two places that I really had shopped during this whole quarantine. I mean, when we wrap this down, I really was. I always have been, though. I mean, I'm, I'm you know, kind of social yeah. distance myself. Yeah, I like that. And, I'm that way. You know, and, and so it wasn't really all that difficult, except for whenever— I did like going to Sam's Club and people watch and, and get my things from my store. And I did like to go to the store and, and run into neighbors and, and stand there and talk to them. And and that's that's the biggest thing that I miss. But I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go. I needed the landscape tarp. You know what I mean? I'm going to pay the extra eight bucks at Tractor Supply because, sure. I, because I feel more comfortable there. I have found that you know, I I am one of those people that you would hate if you if you want everybody to wear a mask, and I avoid them like the plague because I, I get very uncomfortable with them. I don't like the feeling. I, I am sort of claustrophobic about it, and I tend to adjust and touch and do all that stuff because I'm fidgety anyway. But uh, you know, so say my solution to that is I stay far away from people as I can. I'm not hugging people. I'm not sure. breathing on people. I'm staying far away. And when I and I have, I've I've had to go through some home improvement projects, not necessarily by choice. In the last month, I found some problems that needed to be fixed. I go to the store at 6 a.m. when they open, and there's nobody there. And nobody, the employees are like, when you walk in, you can see them like sort of like put their masks up, like they, like they've been wearing them, but they haven't. And and I I don't care. I, I stay far away. 
So if I go down an aisle and I see somebody else wearing a mask or not wearing a mask, I wait until they clear the aisle and then I go down. Or if somebody is looking at the same pipes that I'm looking at, I back off and I wait till they're done. And then I go look at the pipes. And, I, you know, I, does, is that doing as well as a mask could do? I would say, yes, it is. And if I, I, if I think, you know, knock on wood, I haven't had to sneeze yet on anybody and I haven't coughed on anybody and I'm not spitting tobacco spit on the floor either. So it's like I, I, I don't have a um, – I'm safe, or at least I, I'm trying yeah. to be. Yeah. This kind of answers your question. So this was this is mm-hmm. April 29th from the Mayo cl- Clinic, which is what you struggled with the most, Steve. That initially they were like, "No, this isn't necessary," and then they sort of flipped. Uh, this says, "Can face masks help prevent the spread of COVID-19?" Yes, face masks combined with other preventative measures such as frequent hand washing, social distancing, help slow the virus. So why weren't face masks recommended at the start of the pandemic? At the time, experts didn't know the extent to which people with COVID-19 could spread the virus before symptoms appeared. Nor was it known that some people have COVID-19 but don't have any symptoms. Both groups can unknowingly spread the virus to others. These discoveries led the United States Center for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, to do an about-face on the face mask. The CDC updated its, its guidance to recommend widespread use of simple cloth face masks. And then what I've learned about, what I've been reading about, is this load theory. So what they're saying is this virus is different than the flu because of the viral load that you could get. Um, so, for instance, if you sneeze and I walk by it 30 seconds later, well, the load that I would take into my lungs, if it was even present still, would be very small. The issue with like medical providers is they're exposing themselves to it constantly. So their load that they take into their body is, is more and that can make it worse on you. Um, so the viral load is what it, it, I guess that's why they're saying even a cloth mask, not the N95. Now, the N95 protects both. It protects you from others. Yeah, I don't have that, but I can get you one. Yeah, my uh, Derek was wearing it, and he I, I saw that he switched over the bandana, and I asked him, "I said, why'd you switch back?" He said, "Man, he said that thing was exhausting." He was like, "I," he said, "It's difficult to because it's yeah. so tight." Yeah, he's like, "It's difficult to breathe through with that mask on." I, all that so means is also no. known that the larger viral load leads to more and sicker flu cases. Does, does this COVID-19. would this work for you? So I, I was at the store and I found myself doing it. I don't know why I didn't think of it. I just started doing it. When people would walk by me, I held my breath. Yeah, I mean, I, I do that too. I understand that too. Yeah. I do that too. That's why right? they're so saying. Like, that's so why like, I do it upstairs. So it's like, okay, we're cool. I just held my breath. I didn't exhale or anything sure. like that. You, you know what that. I mean? That's why they're saying the Mayo Clinic's like, look, we can't say there's not a benefit to using this <clears throat> because reducing the load is key. Sure. Now, I don't buy the initial explanation. Though. If I had that witness on a stand and they said, well, we changed our mind because now we found that it spreads through asymptomatic carriers that don't know it. It's like nonsense. They knew that almost immediately. I mean, Tom Hanks was in quarantine in Australia and he wasn't sick at all, right? I mean, it's like- Well, that was uh, Australia. Well, all right. So it's different there somehow. No, I mean, this is the CDC. This is the United States saying- My point is they knew, everybody knew that there were asymptomatic carriers at the time because people were getting sick. That was the whole problem with this virus at first. It was like, the problem is it takes like two weeks before you know you have it. So everybody knew that you were a carrier for two weeks. And that was like, that was the initial push to, to shut things down. That was it. That was the reasoning. That was the reasoning, do you think made it, sense to me. Even if you're not sick, today, you should yeah. be shut down because you may be sick and you don't know. So remember we all sat there yeah. for 14 days thinking, I remember being out early oh, on. Am thinking, I going to be sick? Am I going to be sick? Okay, 14, I'm cool. As like the since day of shutdown, it was like, all right, yeah. and all of a sudden now you got to shut down and go home and quarantine. Do you think it was like, political? Like to take such a rash, I you got to wear a mask no, now? It's, I, 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 there's a lot to that. Do I think it's political? Yes, I think it's political, <laughs> but it's not just political. 
I think it's political in the sense that, look, it's the same thing that we always see. We got to do something. You know, you got to do something like gun controls this way. Oh, come on. We got to do something. Even if, even if what we're trying to do doesn't result in the, in what we're trying to accomplish, we have to do something. And usually when I hear we have to do something, it is, it is an ill-advised attempt to look like you're doing something so you can justify. Now that's political. I'm not bashing on politicians or anybody else who wants to wear a mask, but you at least have to admit that is it is some of this is optics because when I'm, if I'm seven, 10, 20 feet away from somebody walking down the street, I don't need a freaking mask on. Now your point, I guess would be, well, if you sneeze, somebody's going to walk through it and that'll happen. Or if they cough or whatever. Or they cough. I mean, All right. Fair enough. So we're doing something. To me, it's, it, to me, it's just basic. Like if I, if I'm covered up right now talking to you and for some reason my spit could hit you even though we're six feet away. And I think the way I talk, maybe that could be possible that I can't even see it. You know what I mean? Or land on your microphone here and then you put your hand on your microphone to, 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 it just seems basic. Sure. So it seems to to me me, before even this happened, I mean, if you really were a, wanted to be a safe person, maybe just wear a mask. And there are other countries that have been wearing masks for years. I know a friend told me at the, um, yet they still had the problem at the place he works. Um, they have an employee that is from Asia, been here for decades, but she was raised in an environment when you were sick, you wore a mask because it's common courtesy. So when she come came, this is before the pandemic, every time she came in and she had a cold or a cough, she would wear a mask. I'm like, what are you wearing a mask for? Well, I'm sick and I want to get you guys sick. Yeah. It was just common courtesy for, for to do that. Well, that makes sense. That so, because if you're sick, but, but if you're not sick. Well, now we're dealing with a virus that is this asymptomatic that can kill someone you can be a carrier of it. It can kill somebody and not have any effect on you at all. Very, yes. it's 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 an odd absolutely situation. Now the question is this: It's like, what are the unintended consequences of masks? Is it all good? I'm asking rhetorically more oh, than anything. Is I, it all good? Or are there or are there negatives? I mean, is it is it that? I um, think the good of wearing a mask outweighs for you. It does for somebody not wearing a mask. For you, it does for yeah. sure because that's how yeah. you feel. Yeah. For uh, Jared's employee who's got breathing issues, it does not. For somebody well, you who know, has, you, met, you started the show off saying, well, if you have smoke, if you're a smoker, if you're these things, you make more susceptible. I, I don't know who you're talking about, but does that employee, does he have fear because he has that asthma problem with the virus being out there? He kind of did at the very beginning. I um, mean, that was uh, we've 14 days quarantine and then he didn't come back to work. I mean, he was yeah. he was off for two months yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and he was kind of tucked in. But what was odd is that. About, I guess it was, let's see here, January, maybe it was February, end of February, middle of February, he got respiratory sick, and he took a week off of work. And he could have had it. And he, he, and he could have had it. Yeah. Now, Shorty got a call from a friend of hers who's uh, self-employed, has a business, and she got sick, and she went into the doctors, whatever, and they were like this, COVID. And uh, they started treating her for her, just say COVID. Yeah, no COVID, and yeah. you got to go quench dig. So she's sick, she's quarantined, and uh, finally, after she's better and was quarantined, locked up, and had a business that she could have run, but she's got to shut down. She's got a diner. She could have been doing carry out, but she just closed the whole thing down. Didn't want to be around any employees. She had pneumonia. They ended up testing her. Yeah, you know what I mean. But at first, it was. COVID, COVID. Yeah, right. It and, doesn't surprise me. Because and, and so I think, she, do they get funds, government funds, for having COVID cases? I don't know exactly how that works. If you have to have the test, there's, there's there's there, there, is, there is funding out there uh, just due to the hospitals that are empty. You know, they like to run an 80%, you know, beds full. Right. You know, as a business to run it. Yeah. Well, nobody's been running that. They've been, you know, I mean, they've been running it like 10, 20% max. Right. 
And so I think the most scary thing about the whole thing is like, I got to go to court. I got to go out and do stuff. Let's say I bring it home to my house and I don't have any symptoms at all. And my wife dies. Are you wearing a mask at home? No, no, not with people I have to lay next to. That's what I mean. I mean, that's what is so scary about families. You know, it's like, you know, you could unwittingly give it to somebody and it could really have impact on their life. Shorty cleans two offices. Yeah. Every night. All right. And she cleans houses, multiple people. Uh, one, one that uh, she's got these twins in, in Johnstown, they're late seventies. And, uh, she asked him, she's like, uh, do you still want me to come over, you know, to do these normal cleans? Yeah. They're, they're like, oh yeah. <laughs> they're like, we definitely want you to come over. They're like, yeah. hey, it's no hugging. And Shorty's a hugger and she misses hugging. Yeah. And she's not hugging a lot of people. But now then again, like you said, and I lay, you know, I mean, right next to her every single night. Yeah. And, I mean, and she's, she's in offices. She's, yeah. you know I mean? And she's, she, she does not like the mask. She's, 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 she's like, I'm not going to wear one. And I, you know what I mean? And, and I guess it's, well, you know, it's, it's going to be, a no I mean, answer. do you feel uncomfortable that, no that I'm not wearing one right now? I, I, yes, he does. You can be honest. I mean, I, be honest with me. I mean, dude. a little, but I maintain distance. Okay. I mean, you I know. don't want you to feel uncomfortable. I, I mean, I'm, uh, if I was the, really the, that uncomfortable, I wouldn't be here. Okay. But, um, no, I mean, I, I, I see, I don't know. It, it seems logical to me that I can't take stuff in right now through this. You know what I mean? I can't spit my spit onto you with this right now. So it has to serve, even if it's a small percentage, it has to serve some purpose to me. That's, that's just the way I see it. I don't think it takes a scientist to understand that. You know, I guess here's the other here's a, here's the side of the equation that we haven't or I haven't pressed you on a little bit. If if you're worried about me getting it, or if I'm worried about getting it, I don't think that it's feasible to say I never will. Now it's only feasible, perhaps, to say if there is a an antidote or a vaccine, yeah, right, before I get it, right. Then all right, at least that's a that's an argument, although not one that I like because it has no end. I mean, there. But there, if you're going to take that position, then just don't wash. You don't need to wash your hands as much as I mean. Uh, no, no, I don't no, think seriously. so. Uh, no, because no. this this virus goes I wash through my hands before anything. No, if somebody is walking around has it, it's going to go through that mask. Isn't going to stop it from getting to you. That mask might inhibit you executing it out. Yeah, but it's not going to stop it from going in. And even on that, if I had it and was wearing this bandana. It, it would still be released. Maybe not as much. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's not going to yeah. go out as far. Yeah. My, my but, point is, are we going to be comfortable with a government order in perpetuity that says you have to wear masks? Are you cool with that? If it's for the safety and they and there's science behind it that says it will save lives, then yeah. Every single government action yeah. I've ever heard of always has those same two which, justifications. Which scientists do you want to talk to? You've seen it in your court cases. Yeah. The defense has one and the prosecutors have one. You each have your own scientists, both legitimate, real people in their industry with two different views and answers. So, you know, I mean, we, we should run on one, two doctors. And they, don't they always say you get another opinion? Yeah. Well, I think that's important that. I am not cool with a government telling me that in I, perpetuity I, I got to wear a mask. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't, Steve, with you, it doesn't matter what it is. No, if they tell you you got to no. drink a Coke every day, you're going to say, no, I don't like the government telling no, me. Yeah, I, I, would that. That. Yeah, I would yeah, say that. I would say that. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yes. It's like it doesn't, it, it, it's, I, it's, like a, the, it's a government action, not the it is a government purpose action, that bothers you. It is a government action that I don't think is premised upon uh, yet valid procedure or Well, it's good because it hasn't been ordered. 
Well, I got you. Yeah, so, would, so nobody's taken no, that it action. it sort of yet. has. It sort of has. I mean, I don't know what DeWine's now, order says. Social, about, st- you know, like what you're saying with you feel awkward when you're not wearing a mask in certain places because you totally get a cool look. That. You know, that, or like, all if that you want to wear a mask, do it. I mean, I'm totally cool yeah. with that. You know, um, you said that you stop stopping at some stores just because you just it feels weird. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, no, I'm agreeing. So with there's that. that. Yeah, and and right. I've definitely stopped shopping the ones that that are saying that I have to. Which that's up to the store. That's their home. They're private. Yeah. That's 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 their thing. And if that's what their policy is, but I just think it's kind of odd how they jumped out with the policy. Whenever you would go to any of these stores, they were always packed, always full. The Johnstown Kroger was always full. You know, the Walmart next to my store was always full and you know they've but they don't make people wear masks no and they're taking a lot of like the giant eagle i was at the other day you can only go in one way go out one way there's a station of person standing there with like everything you would want like they'll spray your hands down they'll wipe your hands down use sanitizer all that stuff you can get wipes to wipe your car down whatever you want you know what i mean so they're taking measures but they're not saying wear a mask no that's why i shop yeah yeah i don't know of a supermarket store that's making people well besides costco again menards did Oh, Menards made you wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. My brother went into Costco and he wore a mask. I wore a mask in Menards. And look, if that's what it is, I'll do it because I feel like I do have a choice. I mean, the store has a choice to say, we're not going to serve you unless you're wearing a yes, mask. Yes, and you have a choice to and not walk in. I have a choice in. not to go in, yeah. right? I, and I'm perfectly cool with that. I yeah, am that, totally yeah, that's cool fair. with that. Yeah. I, I, I do not have any qualms with but that. But I still believe that why were they pressured? I mean, I, I don't believe in the mask. <laughs> I just don't believe in the mask. Well, some of it is, uh, you're right, Jeff. Some of it is that I, I don't like being told what to do. And that's I just don't. And that's fine. All I mean, right, that's, so I'll admit that inherent bias in, yeah. in my, in my own opinion on it. Secondly, I do get very, very uncomfortable and almost claustrophobic wearing it. I, I don't, I, it really, really is is psychologically troubling to me to yeah. the point where I'm going shopping instead at six in the morning instead of when I when right. it would be far more convenient. Um, there is no way I could do what you did yesterday, sit in front of your computer in your office and wear a mask. I couldn't do it. It would. It would. Could I be forced to do it at gunpoint? <laughs> yeah, I mean everybody's going to say, "Oh, yes, you can." Out, man. Yeah, but I could. It would be very, very hard for me. I would get very little done. My productivity would be worse than what it is already. And uh, it would uh, it, see. It, I feel like a I feel like a superhero with dungaroos or whatever the heck you guys call yeah. it on my face. I don't expect everybody else to get up at five in the morning and go shopping. I, I think I think that. Well, would I know be some of these stores are doing those hours, the special hours for people that for are high people, risk. You yeah. probably would fall in there if you have claustrophobia and stuff like that and can't wear a mask. You probably would qualify to shop yeah, there. But I, I can't say I have a diagnosis that doesn't make it. But I don't like it, so it's like well, I'm taking let's my, look at the handicap stickers. How many people abuse that and pull up and walk right in? I'm just like, what the heck? Well, you just don't because look. they walk, you don't know. I I, I saw that once. I, once? The, oh, I see it all the time. No, I, well, what I saw once was somebody walking in and somebody yelled at him about it. And she was like, you want my parking spot? Take my cancer. Oh, that's, yeah. But sometimes I feel you like it's I mean? like an 18-year-old it was, kid. It was, sometimes yeah. it's an 8-year-old kid with mom's, with you know, mom's placard. But yeah, you know sure. I mean? No, that, that, I know that happens. Yeah, it's, certainly it's people abuse. abuse it, but it's not yeah. always apparent. But like if you went into Costco and they say, they say, if you have a medical condition, you don't have to wear a mask. And so you can just, you can say that. They can't ask you what it is. That yeah. they can't ask you yeah. what is your medical condition, yeah. like the HIV or the clap. No, see, I've wondered herpes. that on my store. What they said was they were like, uh, y- you know, that if an employee is not wearing a mask, we needed to have, you know, a reasoning written down of why they can't. Oh, like if the government ordered it and well, said you can only operate Ohio, if you have masks. In Ohio, they said that. 
Well, that, oh, they said that to you? They, well, that's, they said to all the businesses. Unless, no, they, and then uh, they recommend mass. Well, they recommended it for it. everybody. And then they I don't know. The, as I, I read know. through it's the website, it's very vague. It jumps around in there back and forth to where all employees must wear masks unless this, this, and this. And uh, it's, it's, it's on the COVID.org uh, there. I, on, on the old tweet machine there, I follow old uh, the, the governor. And, uh, you know, they, they put out the rules and links. And you still listening to daily to the box? Uh, you know, I, I, I tuned in yesterday for like the last question, which was the best thing I was listening. I was, they I, delayed the, the, uh, child care. Yeah. They're not making a decision on that yet. And how about campgrounds? <laughs> They're not opening up campgrounds. That's, that's, that's crazy. Being outside and being apart. That's. I mean, evidently you don't go camping that much. Campgrounds, they're not packed on top of each other. That's well, why this you go goes out back there to Steve, to what away. you said, you know, the, the, uh, the picking and choosing, why can't we open, but others can, I mean, it would seem, you know, we, we've seen a patio at the bar areas, you know what I mean? Where it's like this fenced in area. It says, don't leave this patio. If you have alcoholic drinks, it's like, if you let people do that, why wouldn't you let people go to a campground, which a lot of times you're not anywhere near someone when you pull your RV up and throw your you know, stuff out. Uh, it doesn't make sense. So it certainly, that's, that's something they got to think about with picking and choosing what businesses they're going to open and close. And this is what I've said for, look, and I'm not accusing, although there might be situations that I do, I'm not, I'm not necessarily accusing uh, Dr. Acton or DeWine or anybody else of discriminatory intent. Here's the problem. It's it, a lot of it is going to be about appearance and a lot of it will be about, uh, uh, the constitutional analysis. So if it's like a time, place, and manner restriction on speech, everybody agrees that that is different than a content-based restriction on speech. So it would make far more sense to me to say, look, all businesses should open, and here is a plan. Uh, here is a maybe a structure of potential rules that you should follow. And if your business can't, uh, contact us, and we'll talk about options or exceptions, and you know we'll, we'll deal with it. Um, but to say instead, you can operate, but you can't, and we think you're essential, but no, I'm sorry, you're not, sir, because uh, you're a convenience store and it says tobacco in the name. So even though you do sell other stuff, you can't open. Uh, but you over there, a gas station, and even though you only sell like two gallons of gas a day, you're a gas station and you sell all the same things as the convenience store, even tobacco, you can open. You get this weird outcome of, of a discriminatory it's called a disparate impact, right? That's what happens. You end up with an impact on certain businesses that maybe wasn't intended, but it's occurring. And here's what it is. Walmart's open. They're selling tobacco. They're selling alcohol. If they only sold alcohol and tobacco, they wouldn't be allowed to open, but they sell everything else and they can still sell those things. Mom and pop store on the corner. Is that true? Liquor stores closed? No, liquor stores. I, 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 I misspoke. No, 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 no. I understand what you're saying though. With like, There was a time when... Like, for instance, you sold tobacco, you sell tobacco products through vape, and you could get that same stuff at the gas station that sold two gallons of gas a day, but you couldn't open up and Correct. you couldn't sell. So there was a time. Yeah, right. yeah. Walmart, you can go buy vape right. from Walmart, but you right. can't buy it from my store. Yeah. Right. And, right. and I had another client down in the uh, Cincinnati area, same thing. I mean, he had a an LLC that was like uh, tobacco and such in the name, but- it was really a convenience store that sold tobacco and a lot of other stuff. Like you could go in and get your Twinkies, milk or your Twinkies and your stuff right. and your stuff, but they didn't sell it. He could, he had to close. Uh, and you know, he and his wife had run that business for decades and they immediately had to lay off 30 people. They, I mean, they had several Jeez. stores and it was like over and only because he sold tobacco. And 
I don't think, and I'm not accusing DeWine or anybody <clears throat> else in the government of saying, ah, ha, 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 we're going to get that guy. But that's the problem when you do that. And now, does he feel like he was discriminated against? You bet he does. Mm -hmm. Because all of a sudden, he's not allowed to earn a living, and there is no benefit to him. There is not, there's no unemployment benefits for that guy. All right? So anybody out there that thinks the small business owner is doing well, they're not. They're doing really crappy. They haven't been paid now since March. They haven't had income since March. They haven't been able to run their business since March, and that poses all sorts of problems. How do you restart? How are you going to make your bills? Well, you got to spend money to restart. You got to right. buy more gloves. You got to buy more sanitation right. wipes. You got to put up the plexiglass. You got to do all these recommendations that they have going before you can open. Right. So if you're thinking that somehow that's cool while you're sitting at home, this is my rant, and I don't, I don't mean to hide it. If you're sitting at home collecting a paycheck, working from home, and it's a full paycheck, I am very, very happy for you. But shut the hell up when you start talking about businesses who want to open up so they can get a paycheck and they haven't been paid for months. So don't think that your situation is the same as everybody else's on either side of that debate. And I see this nonsense all the time, all over social media, and I don't respond. I don't care, but I do care. But it's not, it's not my place to argue, and it's certainly not the forum for it because that just perpetuates it. But yeah. if you're of that position where you think people who want to open up and do business are just callous, don't care, and are stupid or are Trump supporters or not Trump supporters or, or whatever they are politically, just shut the hell up for a second and think about what would you have done by now if you had not collected one red cent to pay your mortgage, to pay your electric bill, to put food on the table beyond spam for your kids, and to enjoy your granite countertop where your laptop sits. So shut the hell up. That's my rant for Well, we'll talk about that. Uh, Steve, you told me about that case. Uh, I don't remember what state it was in, but the girl that ran the hair salon. Yeah. Yeah, have we talked about that on here yet? No, uh, I don't know if we did. It was I a mean, gal it's, down it's in Texas. Um, old, uh, old. I think the judge made her like apologize to the community or something. She's like, I'm not apologizing. She got jail time, right? Yeah, he yeah. put her in jail unless she apologized and said she was being selfish. And and she said no. And some of that was, I think, um, she was, you know, she was volunteering to be the. She was making a point. Make the point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ted Cruz went in there though when she got out of jail, got his hair cut. Yeah. He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he sat out and she cut his hair. Right. And yeah, he went. He went right on in there. He went mask. specifically because of her. Yep. He went. Yep. Oh, he, wow. he found her out and, and he was like, "I'm I'm on my way to get a haircut." But yeah. you want to talk about haircuts? I just I was talking with Steve the other day on the phone. A friend of mine for years been cutting my hair for over twenty some years. Uh, she was talking about their new rules and the regulations. Now you got to remember one thing about the barber shops and the hair salons. They already they have to have a license. Because, like, let's say you're really good at braiding hair and you just wanted to braid hair. Well, you'd have to go to cosmetology school. But like, I don't want to cut hair. I just want to braid it. doesn't matter. You need a license. you got to take all these classes, and you just can't sit on a porch and braid hair because we're the government. And so they've got licenses that they've had to follow, sanitizing. They, you know, I mean, they really have already been on it. I saw some nail places that had, like, now, you literally can put your hand through, like, through. a little box, and well, the rest of it's all... Now, Plastic fiberglass. what she brought up to me was there's only allowed one person in the room. And I've gone in there. So, like, let's somebody's getting a, a color, right? Yeah. That means they put the color in, they sit in this chair, and she'd schedule it to all that because they got to sit there yeah. for a half hour. She cuts somebody go else's hair. And then yeah. somebody else, and she's got this rotation. Doubles up. Yeah. She was like, I, in a 12-hour shift, she was like, I could get 10 to 11 people. She was like, a 12-hour shift, I'm going to be lucky to get four people. Yeah. So, she's like, I'm going to have to work twice as many hours to get paid less because of all these new rules and regulations. Well, this gets like, goes to your restaurant with the per plate. It's like, she's going to have to raise her prices. 
Yeah, and, and that's what she said to me too. And she was yeah. even talking about it. She was like, but nobody's got any money. Right. Yeah. She was like, yeah. you know, I can't, I, I can't. It, it's, it just goes to show everybody's walking their own path. And, and, you know, this is, if you want to just use some of this logic against people that they, they tend to use all the time, which is talk about your own truth, right? So, which I, I don't necessarily believe in that. There's objective reality and then there's non-objective reality. But the objective reality is people aren't getting paid and they don't have income and they don't have benefits or if they have applied for benefits for whatever reason it got screwed up and they haven't, they, they, it's, they haven't received any checks. And now you've got this scenario where they are desperate and they're desperate because they don't get to collect a check and complain about others who are uh, who want to open up. They don't get to do that. And you know, I don't judge people who I don't think badly of folks who have been able to sit at home and, and do their job effectively from home while getting fully paid. I think that's awesome that that they are able to do it. Uh, I would never say that's nonsense. They shouldn't be able to do it. Why? It's like I, I find that to be equally petty. So just understand that other people have their own problems. Now, I heard on the road in here that uh, in Butler County, Ohio, mail-in votes dated properly when they mailed out, got held up in the, in, in the post office, just now arrived. Because they were stamped at the time they needed to be stamped by, they did not I think it was like the 8th or something is when they were supposed to show up. Well, since they didn't show up then, they just now showed up, they can't count. And uh, this this report just came out today. It's here in Ohio in Butler County, and there was I don't know the exact number, but I wanted to say it was like a couple thousand that Jeez. did not make it. And so we had talked about this mail-in voting on another show there, and I said how much I believe that this is ripe mm-hmm. for corruption, that somehow these people's votes did not count. And yeah. these may have been people that normally would go to the poll. I've always been a poll guy. I've, you know, this is the first time I ever mailed in any kind of vote because I could not go to the poll. Right. There was no voting for me allowed to go to. And so these people's votes, don't know if it would have changed, made, or done anything there, but maybe it would to a school levy, maybe it would have to whatever. Their votes didn't count. And that right there is another thing that is being implemented, a rule that is for the safety of everybody. Well, is it for the safety of everybody's health or is it for the safety of their democracy? Well, exactly. So, there, again, another unintended consequence of this. And it's not to say that the, the policy was a bad one. It was a perfectly good one. But it, is all, but it is to say that don't think that everything you're doing doesn't have a ripple effect that goes well beyond your, even, your ability to even understand what it is because none of us can. I mean, there's things that – that, that, that it, there's cause and effect that we don't always put together until it's too late. So, all right, well, somebody's bugging us. Well, look, it's been riveting. Uh, another edition of Lawyer Talk on Wednesday with the Blitz. Lots of folks to thank here. Big Dan, the photo man, Dan Buckley, making all the photographs happen, getting the tech stuff on the website. Check out the website, by the way, lawyertalkpodcast.com. It is up, it is awesome, and it is working. You can submit questions. You can even ask to be a guest. Uh, comment, do whatever you want to do. Lawyertalkpodcast.com. Uh, also, Freddie B making the sound perfect. He's up there in uh, Centerburg, locked in, doing his job from home uh, happily and safely. Uh, we have, uh, you know, we do have that Patreon account. People can go always click to channel511.com, click the Patreon. You can also do it at uh, lawyertalkpodcast.com. Uh, lots of stuff to come as we open up. Comedians on South High, Jared, coming look, back. Look, coming back. We're looking to get that going. Want yep. to talk to you about that today. Disinfecting, keeping things good, getting them yep. headsets, get everything going, get that um, back up. Yep. We talked to Brett over at Circle 270 Media, who uh, collaborates with us down here. We got a plan together to keep it safe and uh, keep everybody 
healthy. As as we continue to work on there, working uh, with uh, Scully's here in town, uh, they got a couple meetings coming up Friday. They'll get back to me, so I can't promise anything. But they're looking to put tall boy tables in their dance floor, space it out, and uh, do a show with the comedians on South High. Sounds great. We'll sponsor it right here. Probably. That'll be it'll be a good time. Yep. It'll be limited limited seating. Uh, we were talking about a, we'll try to see how many people we can safely fit in the room. Yeah, and uh, if we could do two shows a, a night, you know, and do a weekend uh, of shows, that'd be great. Yeah, I think we can make it happen. We're working on safely. it. I mean, I can't say it's going to happen, but I'm going to say I'm going to try my hardest to make it happen. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, that has uh, been another episode of Lawyer Talk off the record on the air, at least until now.